Welcome back to the Couch Conversation by Sharon. I am so grateful that you are here and you're about to listen to this week's episode. And also want to say, if you get into it with an open mind, you might realize how less enthusiastic I sound in the episode. I don't want that to affect your receptiveness towards it. Just it was just a bit shocking because this was someone I this is someone that I really care about, and to just find find out like what she went through just really affected me, and I didn't have time to plan. So I'll just say, come with an open mind and just let's all let the episode heal us in some way (laughs) so enjoy and see you next time as in when i was much more younger mm-hmm. because i think i was still it i think i finished school in um, secondary school quite early at 15 and i didn't get admission till i turned 17 and you know i used to be you would not believe this but i used to be a sanguine like an extrovert to the core and then my father at that time he just retired so i was the only one at home. i know what happened along the line what? Why you stop being a sanguine? You read law. <laughs> Lawyers are like the most stick up people. Like they're always like so serious. That's what happened to you. you read law. No, That's no, no. I no, not really do. It was my dad. You know, um, I used to be somebody who was always there. You know, and at some point, then I stayed back at home with my father because I didn't get admission. He, I'm, he wanted me to school close to home, like in Portugal, and I was like, Mm-mm. I wanted to really come to either University of Abuja or abuser and he was like no you can't go that far because i'm going to lose um, i'm going to lose this is my grip or something over you and all of those things i'm like so we had that issue so i didn't get I mean, he, he forced me to write post utm in portacota but i scored like one point below and i was like okay i know somebody that can help and i'm like see if you do it you are going by yourself i am not going to and i and i and i and i, and I was like i was adamant and that was how he so that year he finished he he retired and I was at the alone at home with him, with my and my younger sister, my our youngest, and she was wow. a baby. Ooh. And so, th- and also I was my baby. I was the nanny for for a six yes. months yeah. old. Uh-huh. I was everything. As my mom was up in the morning, off to her shop, and I'm the one to take care of her, give her a bath, through everything. And it could be frustrating for a 15 years okay, old. Yeah, That's I one. See. And you know, like then, then the responsibility of my father again, and then. He didn't like the father that was like that. So every time he was always telling me, Why are you always different? Why can't you be more like your sisters? You know, always telling at some point. If I put on something, we say, mm, this is, this is, Don't you know you as you're too slim? Don't do that. Don't put on this. And that, so that's the kind of so he, he, I didn't know who to talk to. Then there was a time that uh, I had friends who were who were guys. So one time a guy was asking me out, so I brought him home. Like first to me, I felt it was nothing. I'd rather bring you home than hang out with you outside. Absolutely. So he, he came to see me and I said, okay, come, come, please. Um, I came, he came and unfortunately, until he stepped in, I gave him water because I couldn't afford anything for him. To, for him. My father came back. My father embarrassed me there. He locked the gate. I was going to call the police on the guy and everything like that. My father is that, is that strict. Oh my God. The guy climbed my father's car and jumped the fence. My dad beat me that day, like like you know when you, you beat a thief. Only it was. I think I I think I have an episode on like the effects of the African home and its toxicity. Like I'm one of the first people to say most African homes are toxic. Like yeah. the way African parents yeah. want to like have their two hands around your neck, literally, it just gets toxic. But are you go with your dad now? 
yeah, I'm good. It took a while for me to forgive him. Sometimes I would, I, at some point, I even hated him. I don't know. When I turned 16, I hated my. I couldn't stand seeing my dad. There's this thing that could just rise from my stomach. Like, I couldn't stand. But I think I'm, I'm good. That, that was one of the things Christ did for me. Yeah. When, he, when I gave, because I, I gave my life to Christ at 17. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing he did. It was to just help me to just forgive him yeah. and, and just let it go. And so that thing, when my, when, when, when all those things were happening, I, can't, I couldn't talk because my, I, could, I was afraid of my dad. Mm-hmm. So the only thing was that I had to. I bottled up lots of things inside of me because I couldn't talk to anybody. My sisters were not around. So that's when I, I learned to write. I would just write my feelings down on paper and sometimes I would just cry. And I think that's that's that now made me, you know, even till now, I can't even still express myself. I still find it hard to express myself because that fear, that thing is still at the... Yeah, PTSD. still somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's honestly, I, I, to me, I cannot express myself in public. I can't, I couldn't, as, even till now. That I, from, for some reason, I'll just be anxious or something, and so that's so that's what made me mm, become a melancholic. Yeah. yeah, and so that's and so basically, I think that's what contributed to because you know, imagine your parents telling you, "You are too slim. Don't wear that." I've understand. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. So that so all those things, issues like that, and then my father was was always telling me that why can't you be more like your sibling? Because it seems like I was I've always been the, the different one. I've always been the different one, and I'm like you cannot see your siblings. I'm like, okay. In fact, I think I wrote a poem. I saw I saw it recently when I went home. Like, why do you want me to be to be to be like them when I'm different? you know and and things like that and i don't know sure that makes me so i'm so sorry went through that i'm so sorry went through that and have you heard you say um good writers are tortured souls (laughs) 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 you have to go through something really bad to make you like dude my nipple has been hanging out you have to go through something really like bad to become like a no not necessarily but like people that go through the hardest stuff in life become good writers but i'm so sorry you went through that though i and i just it's interesting to me to see the effect of like you were a certain kind of person like who you are who you are meant to be is sanguine and then like the experiences around you when you have the people that should protect you like the people that you should trust that you trust the most like your someone close to you as your father when you have someone like that like just continuously say something to you negatively it tends to actually have that effect of like changing you because you do trust that person yeah. and at that young age you are vulnerable that's kind of sad though it was really, it was really sad Did you know i couldn't look at myself in the mirror for a long time oh, yeah. even till now mm-hmm. till now i can do without a mirror till now that's to show you how bad it is the effect of it as in that was like how many years is more than this is like 30, like 14, 15 years ago, but I I still cannot look at my mirror. At some point, it took a while for me to believe I was beautiful. Oh, it took a really long while. I was like, and I know that as at that point, I had to tell them, I said, Holy Spirit. I was that, some said that you're beautiful and wonderfully and wonderfully made, kept, I just kept on reciting it like, like, for me to believe that, that at least the Lord has made me beautiful, it took a while for me to, to, as in to come out of that. But I think that um, for every experience, you know, they say if life gives you lemon, make a lemonade out of yeah. it. I think one of the things it has made me realize is that I'm a, it made me stronger. Honestly, I didn't realize, I didn't know that I could be this strong, not physically now, emotionally. It's made me, and then I think I'll, for somebody who, anybody I see who is going through such phase, I would have the right words to say to you. Absolutely. Like, like I, because I've, I've been there, mm-hmm. 
and I know how it feels. And so I believe that no, the, the scripture said that a, 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 for, like a corn of wheat, except it falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it does die, it will bring forth harvest. So I, I believe that you know I've started to just take everything that I've gone through, you know, and and, and just. Um, so I'm coming. Let's say now I'm more interested in like this stuff before your birthday we'll come back to the birthday stuff so what apart from christ i know like he played a major role in like helping you heal and like helping you with a relationship with your dad but like what or like what other thing helped you like is the idea like practical things you had to do like what someone going through something like this what will you suggest from your experience Okay, I think um, and one of the things I also did was I chose to forgive my father because I realized that what I was I was listening to I think where was it a book I read or something I I read something online and they're like you you hurt yourself the most if you harbor um, unforgiveness mm-hmm. and I realized and so so I was like okay I chose to forgive him yeah. then I was just like okay and then when I, I I began to read wide you know I just had to occupy my mind so that so that um, I would not if anything like there's there's no vacuum in anywhere yeah. so I began to occupy my mind I started reading books on self development I started reading books on on how you are enough for yourself i said i reading i just said i reading that was for me that was a practical step i took and then i then and then another thing is that i used to, i made friends i said I, I started choosing my friends wisely because i wouldn't want anybody who would who is very nasty who i'm talking and like just say something that mm-mm because you you have a tendency of drawing me back into yeah, yeah, exactly. yes because i remember at some point i was like okay i, I like i became depressed at some point i became depressed so for i but i had to like christ helped me to get out of it but after that phase i said to myself my friends i started choosing them wisely so if you're not somebody who will speak positively yeah. i will just see and where i'll be running away from you like this I'll, as day and night you will not see my break light again mm-hmm. because i don't want you to so that you know the steps i took i don't know if it's practically enough for people but I think it's just you 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 just decide in your hearts because i said i said i said to myself i'm worth more than this absolutely see i may not look like it now i think i may not look like it now but i am worth more than this and and I, and I started having ambition. That's when I started writing down things, ambition for myself. How that was um, how, what, I'm, what I'm going to do in the next ten years of my life. You know, I just I just focus more on myself, and I just that was one of the things I did. And then I just learned to love, because it's a very beautiful thing to love. I just I just and to want to forgive. So whatever you do, I just I just love you. I think that's just I just decided to just love and just forget about the the negative part of people and just love them for who they are. Because I feel that it's what you give that you receive. So for me, I believe that if I give love, I will receive love, and it has been it's been like that all yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. But like, did you get to have you like sat down with your dad and like talked about any of these things? Because you know, this is this is my problem. I literally I have a big mouth. Like I'm very expressive, and I feel like my parents and my family members are used to me. Like I'm someone now. If I had a scar you put on me when I couldn't talk, like when I was vulnerable, like let's say when I was. 13 12 14 i tend to bring it up now because i feel like when i bring it up for me personally when i bring it up i heal better but now for you have you like spoken to your dad about it because let's not forget he's 15 year old now in that house your sister is 15 or 16 she's in that house have you spoken to him about how you 
the place you were with him when you were that age and how he made you feel because you know what brokenness inside of us it's more deep when it's coming from our parents and when it's coming from our family members and now the scary thing is she's also growing out in that house did you speak to him about it like how do you think has it changed has his mindset changed because funny enough he's not alone a lot of african parents let's say 85 percent of african homes are like that but like did you talk to him about it like what's what's up okay actually no we didn't have this conversation we have not had this conversation even to up till now but um no I, I just forgive and i moved on i think i got to school and with the time i think years passed for me years passed and i was like there's no point again and then his mindset has actually changed he's like my best best parent now um, his mindset has actually changed. I think what that's one amazing thing about Christ. He gave his life to Christ. Oh yeah. And so now, in fact, I'm even I'm looking at my younger sister. I'm like, huh, you think she does? I'm like, ah, I couldn't try this when I was your <laughs> age, baby. Yeah. I couldn't try this. But now he's now more um, a Christ person, and I'm like, okay, that's nice. But his mindset has changed. Has really changed. And but I've not had the opportunity. I don't think I even want to bring it up again with him. I think I've, for me, I've gone past it, and I'm. I'm yeah, the thing is, some things are better left like that if there's a change, if there's a visible change. Because my fear is she shouldn't like go through like what you had to go through. That would not be good. And you know, one of the things why I don't want to go through, um, I don't want to go over that with him is because there are lots of things my my father regrets in life. Ooh, he's and at this point in time, he's mm. full of regrets. You know, at that that time he was just a choleric and he was just hard on everybody. I know he didn't he didn't have friends and he would tell you because he had money, so he just felt he was good enough for himself. And then when God now showed him that uh, uh, money is not everything, humbled him. Like he retired and everything was went down. His business just went down and everything. He now realized the value of friends and there's so many things he regrets in life. And now he's very sensitive. He's very, very sensitive. So if I tell him that, or if I bring that thing up with him again, he will now, you know, and he know he like he felt that because I had to be deliberate. All I think of all my siblings, nobody's close to him but me. Because of that relationship, that even even my younger sister said, my our uh, youngest, she's not even close to him because she, you know, even though she was quite young, but she grew up with that notion of that, that is like this, and then so now it's and so so I I because I, I made the step, I said no, I have to be close to him. So, and from our conversation, so many things he regrets. So if I tell him that you did this to me, ah, oh, he's going to feel so bad, and I don't want him to go through that again or anymore as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm just Siva. I don't know. I think I have to. Dad, they're listening to this. My dad and I have to sit and like talk about some things, like honestly, because I just I I don't understand. The great thing is that I'm very much confident that our generation will be better parents. Yeah. From like what we've been through. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think so because one of the things that I would do to my child is I would instead of me to subject you to maybe I, I don't, I, let's say if your child who is always playful and extra and everything I would not want to suppress that part of you you know instead it's my duty as your parent to guide you 
you know to bring up because god gave you that temperament he knows why so i'll just have to cut maybe at least help you cut help you cut off some excesses and but i do want you to change for anything you know there's i think is it billy jean or something one of the those old school movies and I said, don't go changing just to please me. I love you just the way you are. You know, I, I want first and foremost, I would tell my child, appreciate yourself, love yourself first, and then, then because so many self love, yeah, see that self love. <laughs> it's very important. important. Self love is very important. And you know what? Parenting, I don't think it's made to be perfect, it's meant to be perfect. You just learn from the mistakes that went ahead of you, and you just try your best to like do better for your own kids because you know what that's literally the future to get like the fact that something that was done to you and i'm very sure he didn't do it to harm you but like something that was done to you carelessly years ago still has an effect on you because it's still when someone says something or does something it will still trigger you and it's yeah it will still take you back to that place and to me that's like the scary thing like the scary thing like the effect of our loved ones words on us like how it lingers it's just very scary (sighs) wow okay i think this will be the end of this episode like just (laughs) that was a lot that was it's just just try and look inside of you you know sometimes when you try to suppress what has happened to you in your childhood like from um your parents your siblings even the people around you in your family you try and suppress it it tends to grow like i have said a couple of weeks back when you don't treat something when you don't treat a wound when you try to suppress an emotion it gets bad like how something gets bad in a fridge that it's not powered it gets bad and it gets rotten and it starts to smell and the people around you not just you by the way people around you starts to suffer from it so try and heal yourself trying to sit down once in a while and just think about and try and forgive like i love what you said like christ and then you have to consciously decide to like forgive and you know what if you're like me you can open your mouth and like just talk to your parents about it and just like understand because sometimes you need to understand yeah absolutely like you need to sit down and like understand why did you do this why and this like if you're cool with your parents well you know what let's try and reduce the toxicity in like african homes i feel like that would be much better there's just enough toxicity like outside like let the home be safer for us thank you for listening thank you for being here all right thank you so much for having me and see you in the next episode bye